This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I'm Joey. I love wrestling. I'm Nick. I love wrestling. I'm Nikki, and I love wrestling. I'm Steven. I'm still doing this podcast. I hate wrestling. <laughs> you Should Love Wrestling is a show where we try to convince Steven Let me that out of here. he should love wrestling. Come on. Hey, get back in the box. You should love wrestling, WWE, cause I love wrestling, a lot of loving from me. We on the podcast, Joey Cliff, Nick and Steven, but Steven ain't wrestling, gotta make him a believer. I'm all hoping that I love Rick Flair, The Undertaker, Tombstone on the chair. So tune in every week, cause we got a new guest. You should love wrestling, cause it's the best, yes. Whenever you shop on Amazon, you can support the show by going to boardwalkaudio.com forward slash you should love wrestling. Oh, I just choked on a little bit of a chip. Oh but God, start that over. I got that chip from Amazon.com. It was great. Whenever you shop on Amazon, you can support the show by going to boardwalkaudio.com forward slash you should love wrestling. Click the support our artist button and then shop on Amazon like you normally would. Guys, it helps us run the show. Yeah. And you just do the thing that you always were going to do, which is shop on Amazon. Which is buy chips that you're going to choke on. Yeah. Oh, God. Right uh, when you needed to not choke on yeah, chips, Steven, guys. Yeah. Steven's Steven, almost dead. To, I don't know. We need to be able to afford softer chips for Steven. Yeah, guys. We can only afford the most jagged and rigid chips. <laughs> <laughs> They're really tearing up my throat. Right? chip. I'm yeah. bleeding all over. Yeah, just like Doritos broken glass flavor. Yeah. Why do they, <laughs> why do they make it and sell it for cheaper? Mm, well, it's good. You Delicious. Know, it's good. It's great flavor. I yeah. I love the taste, but it's horrible for <laughs> you. Throat. Yeah, I love the dust on that uh, one. The, uh, the catchphrase for it is it's like eating broken glass. Because it is. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, today, our guest today is the host of the co- podcast Comedy Girl Crush. You can watch her perform every month with her sketch team, Fembot PhD, as well as uh, writing and performing for the late night show Late Nightmare with Emily Candini at the Pack Theater. Mm-hmm. She's a very funny writer and performer. Nikki Urban. How's it going, Nikki? Ah! It's great. It's so great to be here. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for doing the show. Thank you. I am so glad you're here doing the show. You are one of the people I've known the longest in Los Angeles. Uh, and yeah, I'm very glad that you're here doing the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I don't think I realize that. Yeah, I, I keep track of everyone that I know. <laughs> I have a book, and it's weird. Like, I've definitely known you longer than I've known Nick and Steven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Longer than Nick and Steven. Um, I don't know how long I've known you, Nikki. <laughs> I don't uh, keep track of that type I of think thing. It's been like 2010, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's that's when I moved here. So mm-hmm. I guess it was, it was that the Javier Ortiz former member Redemption Mountain. He was he did that sketch that we were both in. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> you know that one sketch, Stephen. Oh, yeah. It was. It was Religion. where he was. Yeah, he was like. Uh, him trying to go to heaven or something, yeah, or yeah. like he was God. Oh, sounds You're like tra- a sweaty premise. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> there's, look, there's a lot going on. Ultimately, it pays off at the end. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, Joey has this great thing at the end where he's like Gilligan, and they're like Gilligan, how did you die? He's like suicide <laughs> in a very Joey way. <laughs> Suicide. Suicide. Sounds great. That's that's pretty much how it I killed myself. I died. So, Nikki, what are you excited about in present day wrestling? Yeah. Um, hmm, that's if a any, good question. If um, anything, you can just uh, hate wrestling yeah, and join yeah. my camp. Uh, to me, I think I'm most excited about um, all of the like all of the recent expansion. Um, I know it might be a little controversial since uh, it's you know a lot of trying p- to monopolize and yeah. like you push love other Roman Reigns. That, that what you're gonna say? Nikki throwing up every like just a, a fountain. All of her Doritos glass chips are on the floor. <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, he, he's fine. You know, yeah, he's okay. He's okay. Like he's fine. 
he doesn't because of the, because of the expansion. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the expansion. Um, I I think it's just a, a really exciting time. Um, uh, there's I don't know. There's just so much going on right now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, there's and I also like um the accessibility now for the history of wrestling too. Oh yeah. Uh, with the network, like I don't know, the network is so is still so exciting to me. Um, because mm-hmm. of how much I'm getting to learn about things that I never knew before. Yeah. Do you think, uh, like I think, like we've talked a lot on this show, uh, do you think that SmackDown is still the better show? Mm. Do you think SmackDown's the better show? I do. I, 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 I do. With the expansion. You don't think Raw is too long? My answer yeah, is for mean... you. <laughs> no, you don't think Raw is too long? No. You don't think I'll tell you how you get an answer for questions. Okay, well, yeah. hold on a second. Stop let, talking. Let me yeah. throw out more yeah, yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. You think SmackDown's the best show? You think Think Raw's too long? Think 205 Live's, you know, okay, but skippable oh, sometimes? Like, <laughs> think about it. Think about it. So much content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, think about it. Yeah, yeah. PWG's cool, but expensive. Think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I'll, let, I'll let you answer the question. No, no. Um, <laughs> I do agree no. with that. PWG is cool, but not too expensive. Oh, yeah. Just uh, too hard to get into. Uh, amen, oh, sister. It's tough. There. Amen. <laughs> I think I'm going this month. Oh, that's yeah, exciting. You've been before. I went last oh, month. Yeah. I sat with Justin. Did he get tickets this month? No. Oh. Yeah, Justin Donaldson, uh, uh, another guest here on mm-hmm. You Should Love yeah. Two-time guest. My, my husband. Three-time guest. Three-time guest. Right. Three mm-hmm. guest. Yeah. Oh, my God. Three-time, three-time guest. That's yeah. right. Uh, Sorry, I'm piecing together parts one and two of his last episode. That's together fine. One yeah, episode. you just let us behind the curtain that you two are married. So uh, <laughs> I think today is your opportunity to... Uh, claim official you should love wrestling superiority. <laughs> so I think you just go for it. I just think you just crush yeah. it today. Just just crush it today? Yeah, just, crush just, it. just beat Justin at doing a podcast and then tell him I won. Oh, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. He's pretty good. Justin well, is the yeah. person who got you into wrestling, right? Um, A little bit? Ooh. A little bit. Uh, it's interesting. I... Um, Years ago, I had uh, another uh, boyfriend, uh, Will Mitchell, back in Orlando, Florida, and he got me into wrestling. <laughs> hey, Will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Will. How's it going? Um, and but that was in like that was in sort of like it was like after the Attitude Era. It was like the um, you know, two thousand five. Oh God, the ruthless aggression or, no, wasteland. Wait, two thousand seven. Sorry, yep. even worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, um, you just loved those Carlito matches. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did discover John Morrison there. Who yeah, I, yeah, he was I, great. He yeah. was definitely like a he was definitely like a bright a bright light in an otherwise. Oh kind my god, of he's like, still yeah. great. Jomo, mm-hmm. yeah, him, the um, Miz did some good work too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. But so yeah, I had stopped. Um. <clears throat> When we broke up, it was kind of like one of those. Um, I had so I had a lot of other things going on, so I fell out of it. Because it, I mean, look, let's be honest, it wasn't terribly interesting at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, and then meeting Justin, and you know, obviously he is extremely passionate about it, and it is hard not to like just completely fall in love with it when you're <laughs> around him. You kind of don't have a choice. Uh, it's it's like very much a part of our like our daily lives. It's gonna no, knowing Justin, it's gonna be there. All the time, so I guess you had no choice. But <laughs> right, of. right. It's like theme theme parks and wrestling yep. are like. I mean, every day there's going to be conversation about those. So. <laughs> uh, action great. figures and action figures. Yeah, that makes sense. That. <laughs> uh, I like Disney. <laughs> oh, dude, can we talk about Disney? Do you know they have hidden Mickey's all over the park? They're freaking Whatever. everywhere, dude. Like next Whatever. time you go, just like try to find them because it's a fun game. Disney's Keeps the whole family okay. Involved. It's fine, no, it's dude. All right. Dude, it's you okay. just haven't know. You don't know about it's the hidden right. Mickey's. Okay. Nick, get involved, dude. Okay, dude it's fine. Yeah. Are you just sailing through life like this? It's okay. Yeah, it's I, I will agree that this is definitely an exciting time in 
and wrestling, especially through the network. Like, you know, we just recently watched Royal Rumble 2017. And like, there was, was there. And there was genuine general mm-hmm. internet chatter of like, maybe Kenny Omega will win. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, it feels like there's... There's a more. It feels like there's more uh, opportunity for surprise now than there's ever been because WWE is working with so many different people. It feels like they're willing to like bury the hatchet and like bring back people that they previously released, like the Chris Heroes of the world. Yeah, like you know, uh, the Hardys are doing their crazy expedition of gold, where they're just like going around the world and wrestling for different tech. <laughs> the books of youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. This is a very exciting time for wrestling. I, so you I'd... just like that that could potentially be good, but at the Royal Rumble. Kenny Omega didn't come. No, he didn't. So nor it's did just Kurt like, Angle, nor it's just did Samoa like this Joe. thing that's in your brain that could happen makes it awesome, but it doesn't. But Samoa Joe, did, but we did get Ty Dillinger at number 10, and Samoa Joe did debut on the main roster the next night on Raw. So yeah. things are happening. Yeah. They, it's, things like, are happening. it's like jazz, where you learn to appreciate the notes they aren't playing. It's Shut like, up, it's Joey. Like jazz. You've never listened to jazz once. It's like that's a, that's a, I'm genuinely, oh, that's a lie. I've been to multiple jazz clubs. I, uh, Name is going to be named. Put your Nikki, put your mic down. You were wearing earmuffs when you were in this jazz. You weren't listening at all. Steven and Joey are now going to argue about whether or not Joey's a jazz aficionado for 20 minutes. He's going to. Because Joey will say something insane like, I know everything about the history of jazz, and I'll be like, You're crazy. And then we'll have to deal with that. But it's it's better you don't say it, Joey. I'm not saying I'm an aficionado. I've just been to multiple jazz clubs. Good, good job. I've been in yeah. one. Good job. I like. I listen to it when I'm writing. Sometimes jazz is good. You know who was there? Ryan Gosling was playing the piano. Yeah, he explained jazz to us. City of Stars. Uh, mm-hmm. You were that was you were just watching Lala. No, no, no. It's real. No, he was jazz, there jazz talking to us. And also, <laughs> yeah, there was you this walk beautiful the, young actress. There you walk in the door and he just, and then he walks up to you and he says, "Hey, like jazz? Is that your Ryan Gosling? Hey, okay." Let me tell you about jazz. City no. of stars. No. I'm talking about jazz. Oh. <laughs> this is uh, Ryan Gosling's very, very quiet. So you guys want to talk about the match today? Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, today's episode covers Ric Flair's career-threatening match against John Michaels at WrestleMania 24 in 2008. Ric Flair is a record-setting 16-time world champion and one of the most decorated wrestlers of all time. In the fall of 2007, Vince McMahon, the owner of the WWE, thought Ric Flair was getting a little long in the tooth, so he made a career stipulation that if Ric Flair lost another match, he would be forced to retire. Nikki, why did you pick this topic for us? Oh, yeah. Um, well, a couple of reasons. Um, uh, I was there. Uh, it, my, it was my very first uh, live wrestling event was oh. WrestleMania that year. So I was there when he retired. Wow. And I think... Well, well, you were at this mania? I was at this mania. Oh, I did not know that. It was in Orlando. So, oh, right. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it was... I think that for me was the moment that cemented... Uh, how cool wrestling could be because it appealed to um, it appealed to uh, something that I like, which is emotion. Yes. Um, and it was such a, an emotional thing and seeing the whole audience, uh, you know, woo, like, yeah. like yeah. being a part of that, like it was such a like, whoa, like, wow, this is something like very, there's something very special. It's historic and, um, and amazing. And just seeing like, oh, like Shawn Michaels, that moment, when he's like, I'm sorry, I love you. Like, ah! It's it's emotional. It, it is, really is. It is emotional. Um, and yeah, just that's that's it for me. It's very emotional. Well, yeah, it was, 
I mean, definitely in the build-up to this match, like, you know, Vince McMahon announcing the stipulation, people knew that this was going to be Ric Flair's last WWE match. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the storyline of it is that, you know, if he lost, he, uh, you know, if he lost, he had to retire. But, like, definitely in the build-up to it, it was like, you saw, like, uh, Ric Flair, Stephen, I'm not sure if you know, um, he's wrestled since probably the 70s. Sure. Um, like, he's, you yeah. know, 16-time world champion. He's one of those guys that's just, like, he really... Uh, I guess that the Bob Dylan of wrestling would be like a not bad comparison. Sure. In the sense of he's a guy that's just like been through so many different eras of this th- of this entertainment thing. Right. Yeah, And also sometimes it's really hard to decipher the words they say. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah. Fair. It's fair. Fair. True. And Bob Dylan also just, you know, constantly elbow drops jackets. And <laughs> yeah, he everywhere. never stops. Never stops. Believing. Elbow dropping his guitar. Yeah. 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 Um, when he's also just like he's that's a, a good Dylan. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, that's it's a better good, than my Gosling. Much better. He's also just a very <laughs> interesting historic like there's so much like happenstance in Ric Flair's life. Like he back when he was uh, when he was like I think in his 20s when he uh, was wrestling in the 70s. He actually um, he survived a plane crash that killed a bunch of other people. We've briefly um, talked. Have we we touched on this, didn't we? No, you weren't listening. Yeah, this uh, well, like not. Is this, this, is this the day the music died? That was no, 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 no. He killed down the music. Plane. It was it was Rick. Yeah, his plane crashed into the day the music died. Yeah, yeah, it was Rick Flair, uh, La Bamba, and John Denver, and they called it nine eleven. That's what it was. It's, okay. uh, it's history, guys. But, it's yeah. just history. But Rick Flair is confusing <laughs> mashup of references. <laughs> Thank you. I think, is it, I think there's four in that. Is that's that correct? Like, yeah. Wow, that's insane. But he used to be just like a very built. He used to kind of have like. A similar to a Rusev or a Brock Lesnar build, just mm-hmm. kind of a wall of a man. Sure. Um, he got in that plane crash, broke his back. Mm-hmm. They said that he was that he should retire. He came back six months later and like probably shouldn't. It was to the point where like his back is still a little bit messed up. So whenever he takes bumps, he can't do like a flat back bump. He's got to like yeah. land slightly on his side. Mm-hmm. He's always um, landed that way. Since yeah, yeah, then. just yeah. since then. Hmm. Um, he also like, I mean... He was, uh, I forget exactly the circumstances, but um, <laughs> he was, uh, like, he came within uh, a couple of feet of getting struck by lightning. Basically, the lightning bolt was coming toward him, and it swerved and hit the guy next to him and killed him. And this is, once again, you can Google this. This is a real news story. He's a guy that's been through a lot of, like, darkness, but also a lot of insane accomplishments. So what you're saying yeah. is Ric Flair must die. It's one of those. Th- it's like it's uh, I, no, we're saying Ric Flair can't. Die. It's it's the what's that movie where they were like they were all in the plane crash or like uh, Final Destination. Final Destination. John Tucker. Yeah, must die. he's Final Destinationing and like death is coming for Ric Flair. <laughs> but no, but it's like if you think about that in terms of the storyline and we're actually the the first thing that we watched. I'll, I'll just cue it up. Uh, the first clip we showed Stephen was a confrontation between Flair and Michaels before the match at WrestleMania. Rick had a several month long winning streak mm-hmm. at this point and he was doing everything he could to convince Mr. Reynolds. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels to wrestle him on the grandest stage of them all, and what would be his final match for WWE? Let's go to a quick clip of that. Just so there's no doubt in your mind that you're going to get everything you need and more, I want to remind you of a little story. Remember the story of old Yeller? They love that dog. But when it was time, they had to take that dog out back and finish him. Come Sunday, the showstopper's gonna take you, old yeller, behind the woodshed and put you out of your misery. (laughs) 
So in, in this clip, Ric Flair even says, like, put me out of my, my misery. He's like begging. He's a guy that's been through so much and wrestled for so long. And he's begging Shawn Michaels to put him out of his misery. Does Shawn he Michaels. know that that's not the only way to like stop doing work? Like you don't have to retire. Yeah. Well, that's you, you, could, that... you could just retire. <laughs> like, you could oh, just I be see like, what you're saying. You could just be like, I think I'm good. This but, was fun. But that's something that we've talked about with like a lot with wrestling. In a lot of cases, it's like the compulsion to continue. Mm-hmm. There are so many. I mean, you know, Jake the Snake is still wrestling at, you know, you know, 60 or whatever. On occasion. Um, so what you're saying I need to do to get out of doing this podcast. Here we go. Is challenge another podcast to beat me. And then if I the wor- if the, you lose, if I lose, I have to quit podcasting forever. Yeah. yeah. Are you just going to lay down? <laughs> <laughs> I think that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. OK. I didn't know that was the only way to quit things, but I'm doing it. This is great. So they call him. So Ric Flair comes out. Did you appreciate, Stephen, that they called him the Rembrandt of the wrestling canvas and the maestro of the mat? Did you appreciate that? Of course I did. I figured, <laughs> of course I did. True I poetry. Great words. Beautiful. Beautiful Jim Ross wordadry. True. It's beautiful. It's really Such beautiful. Such wordadry. Um, you know, I, I was watching this. Uh, did he have a lisp before? Like, he didn't, right? When Back when we were, like, watching him at when no, Miss Elizabeth. Always kinda, and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's always, always kind of okay. talk like that. It's I gotten just, a little more pronounced over as he's aged. I yeah. honestly didn't notice it uh, from the stuff we watched from the 80s or whatever, and I was like, did he have a stroke or something? Like, what's happened uh, to poor Ric Flair? Possibly, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, death is coming for him, yeah. so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, also, yeah. he could be pretty drunk at this point. Fair. <laughs> could Fair. be. Could be. He's, he's been known as he's... Yeah, he's been known. He's been known to be a little boozy. I mean, he's pretty sweaty yeah. here. Yeah. Well, it's Flair. It is. Sweaty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but over time, he definitely kind of developed a little more of a... Sean, Sean Michaels! <laughs> like, like, uh, he, the, and this one, too, his pattern of speech a few times when he's talking to Sean Michaels, and he goes, I would expect nothing less for you the show stopper it's like he's like uh, he's like trying to find after he says a word he's like what's the next word that i could possibly say <laughs> like uh-huh, he uh-huh. cannot think ahead more than a word but i uh, uh, i loved that i just loved the the speech pattern of that because it just fi- it, like fired up the audience i did yeah. too i liked it too that's funny yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean every everything that i consider a flaw is what you love <laughs> mm-hmm. hey man when uh there's uh these buddhists that create these bowls and like they basically, I forget exactly Bowl? what it is. Bowls? Bowls, B-O-W-L-S, oh, bowls. bowls. They create these bowls or vases or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like whenever they, um, like whenever they create them, they'll create like, they're masters at it. So they'll create like pretty much a perfect bowl. Right. They'll take their thumb and put like a slight, a slight smudge on it to right. make it unique. And that's what makes the bowls great. Sure. So Ric Flair's that. He's just full of thumbprints from Buddhist monks. Interesting. See, if I got so- one of those bowls, I would look at like how great it was. And then I'd get to that thumb. Part, and I'd be like, oh, somebody fucking left a thumb dent. Somebody thumbed my yeah, I'd, I'd want a new one. Like, I, that's... Our, our flaws are what make us. I have zero flaws, Joey. That's true, Nick. That, that is true. true. That you is have a true. hole in your sleeve. I do. Uh, <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah. This thing's uh, old as fuck. But, cool. being, but it keeps me warm. But being Nick Ligger, mm. it's not a flaw. Oh, interesting. No. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. This is a Buddhist <laughs> elbow. It's a Buddhist thumbprint on, yeah. my, on my uh, elbow. I'm going to start saying that just every time I fuck up anything you know buddhist thumb oh you guys like thumbprint cookies anybody have thumbprint cookies <laughs> yeah, those, those are good those kind those are the best kind well, thumbprint cookies no somebody put a thumb in my cookie. yeah somebody put a thumb in your cookie see exactly <laughs> but it was been sitting there probably cookies i don't like this okay so this sets up this match uh you know we have Shawn michaels kind of saying he's gonna he's gonna old yeller rick flair mm-hmm. uh which presumably means shooting rick flair because he has rabies uh in the oh, yeah. back at the request of 
Sean Michael's mother. I think that's how old Yeller went. So, um, so great. So this kind of sets up the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good. That's the thing. Well, right? I can I interject here? Please, you may. Say, you're, um, on, you're the guest. I would say it is a buildup. Uh, if you watch this segment, it's actually kind of a buildup to that moment sure. where, you know, it's Sean coming in and he's saying, you know, like, I love you. I respect you. Mm-hmm. Like all of the things that you're saying that I don't respect you. That is a lie. I do. I love you so much. And OK, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it. And he has this great moment where he like sort of like he sees like he sees what Rick wants from him. And he like he registers that and then he turns around and he's like, all right, I'm going to give it to you. But it's like and then he throws in the old yeller because he wants to get Rick mad. He's like, I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to get you fired up. So you bring it too. it's interesting how Shawn Michaels is definitely playing the heel in this situation. But there he's walking such a fine line because it's like he's conflicted. He doesn't want to do it. But he wants to put Rick. He wants to to make Ric Flair stop wrestling because he doesn't want to see him, you know, get too past his old p- prime. Right. But then he has to like. He also has to like uh, stay true to himself and like do what he says he's going to do and win and be a wrestler and be Mister WrestleMania and the greatest of all time. So there is a lot of uh, conflict confliction in there for for Shawn Michaels, which I like. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's like there's so much like complex storytelling. In there this is that like I think. Um, you know, it's, uh, I will say that it's like, it's not a rarity in wrestling, but I would say that this is probably a, this storyline had like so many more storylines that branched off of it. And there was so much going Mm -hmm. on on it. Like this, uh, Steven, just to give you like a small Wikipedia version of this, this storyline led to a feud between Shawn Michaels and Batista Mm -hmm. over, um, like, why did you retire Ric Flair, Mm -hmm. which led to a feud between Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho that was, like, essentially, you're a horrible person for doing, for, like, beating Batista and retiring Ric Flair. Right. Mm -hmm. The Shawn Michaels-Jericho feud was considered to be kind of, like, the feud of the year, and it's still considered to be one of the top, that specific feud, one of the top feuds in wrestling. Yeah. So it's, like, I think we've talked about it where it's, like, one point leading to many different destinations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just as a wrestling historian, nerd kind of guy, like, it's great to see, like, he pulls out the NWA title yeah, and like awesome. says like you know i fought bruiser brody for this title dusty Rhodes for this title all these names that are you know hall of famers or legends within the industry mm-hmm. and it really like just drives home the point of like rick flair is like a walking history book mm-hmm. yeah like, of, he's, he's of like professional a, wrestling yeah, he's yeah. like he's like a, he's a like not an icon but he's like a yeah like an icon he's yep. like he's just like a you know he's the equivalent of the magna carta or whatever where it's just like that's a moment in history that we're saying goodbye to. And that's he's great. literally a walking one because he's probably one of the only ones who can still walk. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. Probably. Oh, his legs still work. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not to mention that I also like the nice little tease that Shawn Michaels does a lot when he plays this kind of particular role in a few where he starts to get like the quiet am I going to fuck you over Shawn Michaels? And so as he yeah. kind of turns away, he stands there and he teases. It, it, it feels like a sweet chin music tease yeah. simply because he's standing just far enough. Ooh. He's looking the other way. He's not saying anything. He's always so good at that tease of like, am I not going to super kick you? Am I? Interesting. And also right before this, wasn't this like, he's been pretty face. Like this is like shortly after his return. Right. And he's been sort of face at this point. Cause he's now like Christian yeah. and like, this yeah. is sort of like his first, like, Turn back into a heel care. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm a little fuzzy on right before oh, no, this. Like he, uh, he came back in 2002. Yep. And um, he was a face for his whole run, except for a brief one month feud he had with Hulk Hogan in like it's 2005. The Hulk Hogan thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like other than that, 
it's like he's largely just been like super Christian face guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty much this feud where he had shades of it. It was Hulk Hogan where he was definitely on the other end. And then like <laughs> every couple nights here and there when they would be in Canada and ru- and they would boo the hell You'd out of him. That's right. I screwed Brett and I do what I could. I love yeah. it. It's like Shawn Michaels' face every single week except for they went to Canada. So he puts on the suit jacket. He comes out. He's like, I'd screw Brett again. It's like this has got to be face for or heel for one night. It's so great. But yeah, he, he'd been, you know, at this point for six years, he'd spent 90% of his time as a face. Mm-hmm. But he is so good at just like those shades of being a heel. And I think that that's something that like I appreciate out of wrestling more than a lot of other art forms is yep. I feel like the wrestlers oftentimes have to keep track of their own character game or gimmick a little bit. Sure. Mm-hmm. In the sense of like, I doubt that. Vince McMahon says, and at the end of this segment, you got to stand exactly six feet away and look like you're going to super kick you're him. Right. It's right. just Shawn Michaels knows, oh, that's a thing that I do that people mm-hmm. catch on, you know? Yeah. Uh, though, I don't know. That could be, that could have been written in. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, some of it is. Yeah, we've possible. we've been blabbing for a while. Steven, you look like you've lost your smile. What are you thinking about this? Clip? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sweet reference. Thank you. Um, and sweet. that was just one in that one. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, I'm just thinking, I'm sitting here thinking like, uh, do I what I want Shawn Michaels to be the guy to take out Ric Flair? Uh, and the answer is I don't know because uh, I don't know enough about the context. I know of context this is king. On okay, so um, but sure. I'm just think I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like I don't like Shawn Michaels really, and I don't know how the audience feels him. You're saying that he's like kind of have a facey time, but People the love Christian Shawn face thing is like weird. But they love him because he's a bad guy, right? No, was in his first run in, okay. in the nineties, he was. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um. So yeah, I get. And then you have like this whole, like you kind of said, there's a conflicted thing going on. It feels very much like a. Uh. It feels like it's set up to him to be like this. This like cowboy's like he's got to do this one last deed. And yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. He's got to do it. Um. And uh. Yeah. That's that's all fine and good. Uh. You know. You have Ric Flair slapping uh, Shawn Michaels a whole bunch of times. He's just mm-hmm. taking it because he's the bigger man. Um. Which uh. I don't. Know, it's just. It's all interesting. I'm just trying to figure out like how that all plays into the larger story we're talking about and what the story is that, re- that it really tells. Well, uh, well, I guess uh, Shawn Michaels, um, his nickname, one of his you know thousand nicknames is Mr. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily because he has a great WrestleMania win loss record. Mm-hmm. It's more just because he usually nine times out of ten puts on the best match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that in terms of kayfabe, you could say that he's like he fights the hardest at WrestleMania. Okay. Right. So like this is basically Ric Flair saying like. You know, one, I'm gonna fa- I'm gonna fight Mr. WrestleMania at WrestleMania, and two, I'm gonna wrestle a match with the best wrestler in the WWE at WrestleMania, and theoretically that'll be a more hard fought match or somebody fighting somebody in their prime. You know, yep. Hmm. Um, so it's like him trying to establish for himself: is he still in his prime to hang with the best wrestler in WWE? And we'll find out after this. <laughs> Hi. Hi! I'm Chad Westbrook. And I'm Nicholas Wagoner. And are you a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race? You should be. You very much should be. Come listen and subscribe to our podcast, How Is She Though? Where we recap every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Come and get your daily dose of vitamin gay, honey. Oh, cr- oh, cr- uh, next, we showed Stephen yeah. Ric Flair's last match in WWE at WrestleMania 24, where Shawn Michaels did what he promised and put Old Yeller out of his misery. Mm-hmm. And after he shot that dog, he beat Ric Flair. <laughs> Nice joke. <laughs> nice joke. Yeah. So just a quick clip of the uh, entrances and whatnot. Woo! 
I was sure you were going to say, let's cut to a quick clip of Old Yeller, but we didn't. Oh, yeah, me too. I well, now we that. are. Let's cut to the exact moment where Old Yeller gets shot in the head. Because he gets shot in the head in that movie, right? He does. Okay. I mean, I don't think that they show it graphically. Well, I think they should have. You don't have the unrated That's director's realism. cut, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never seen it because I can't watch dogs die. Me neither. Yeah, me neither. Oh, I like Homeward Bound. Oh, no dogs die in that. No, no, no. They just, but they. One comes very close. Very. Yeah, but then they come Oh, yeah, back. when it falls into the hole. Oh, so sad. Yeah, they fucking oh, yeah. get lost and they come back. Uh, they fuck? I said they fucking get lost. <laughs> they fuck. They fuck. They get lost and they come back. <laughs> you know, the, the two male dogs I take off. On the female cat. The cats. I don't really like freaky. Do you, guys, uh, do you guys want to know who my favorite character in Homeward Bound is? Who? The cat? Yeah, the cat. No, I I, that's not there. Like, you, you said that like it was going to be such a great joke, and I knew <laughs> there was no joke coming. It was just like, I like cats. I like cats. <laughs> I'm a big fan of cats. I oh, do. Yeah, they're Joey, great. Joey, and I like cats. Uh, that's that's true. not how you talk. I'm that's, sorry. That's, that's my internal monologue 90% of the time. It's like, I like cats. Meow, that meow, was, meow. Almost, that cats. was almost as accurate as my Ryan Gosling. I'm <laughs> 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 Of stars. <laughs> oh God! Hey, oh wait, no! Hold on, hold on. Hey, Joey. Oh, God. He's not quiet like that. Like, what is this based on? I heard you like cats. This isn't really. That's Ryan Gosling. It's not even it's close. So accurate. It's almost Casey Affleck. Okay, so oh. all these Ryan Gosling bits quiet. are fun, but let's talk about the match. All right, fine. <laughs> if we have to. <laughs> okay, so Rick Flair yeah, came have out Rick and Flair coming out. In the looking, nicest bathrobe I've ever seen. Yeah, covered in feathers, looking <laughs> like a uh, a big strip of beef jerky. Uh, Ric Flair really showing his age in this one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, this is not cool. He kind of makes me hungry. Yeah, he does. He does For some jack links. Yeah, he he yeah he comes out in a bathrobe like an old man. He's the like tan- reddest person I've ever seen, shriveled all over, fat uh, yeah, on, yeah. on parts. There's like it's like muscular in parts and fatty at parts. It's like yeah, this oh no. This isn't fair. Uh, also, Shawn Michaels isn't looking great either. I'm going to say that. At the time of this match, uh, Ric Flair's 58 and Shawn is 42. Yeah, that makes if sense. If my math is correct. Um, and so it's just like two guys who you're like, oh, just stop. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. And they're just going to wrestle Flair a match. looks older than 58 here. Yeah, yeah, he I, looks ninety three. Yeah, Ric I was Flair surprised. Looked, yeah, I was surprised he was only fifty eight. Yeah, he's looked seventy two for the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I guess that's why Shawn Michaels is going to have to shoot Ric Flair in the head uh, to end this match. Yeah, he's going to bring that Brian Pillman gun out to the ring. <laughs> oh God, uh, is that a is that a real thing that happens? Somebody yeah, got shot. No, no, no. I mean, it was well, a, it was a wrestling story. It was a, it was a storyline. Uh, Did we show Stephen? No, we never. We know we never show him the like. He's got a gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it was a Monday Night Raw thing. It was great. We'll show it to you right now. Just kidding. Complete trash TV. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Wonderful that's good. stuff. Um, I, I, I would I would venture to say Shawn Michaels doesn't look terrible for I his age. Just gonna say, I think he's uh, good. I was, yeah. I mean, I think really the only tell for him is just like his hairline's a little bit yeah. weird. So it's like as he gets farther into matches, you kind of can see the. Uh, the clear, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. got what I call cocaine skin. Yeah. Wait, what's oh. cocaine skin? Well, skin? You know, you know, when your skin's like, just kind of a little droopy. Droopy. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's what gives it away. Is it's not. I don't. It's his skin. It's not his hair yeah. so much. It's just like you can feel like the uh, the puttiness of his he's, face. He's weathered. He's weathered. <laughs> Sean Michaels. Yeah. Part- hey, they, they both these guys used to party hard. Right. Back in their day. Yeah. Me well, too. And it I was would, the '80s. Yes, it was. And I would say to Sean Michaels' credit. Shawn Michaels, st- he, he's still in what I would consider to be 
like the tail end of his prime as a wrestler. Oh, absolutely. Still like, at this point, like still put he's still putting on great matches. Though, yeah, like he may be forty two and he may look a little bit cocainey. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's still a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair okay. is somebody that uh, I think puts on a good show, but he's also definitely just doing his best in this match. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, like it, it is something I think is interesting to watch. Like I guess older wrestlers is it's like. Uh, I feel like he got so many great spots off, but it's also like he's definitely he's like 30 percent slower than usual. Um, mm. Michaels, you mean uh, Rick Flair? Oh, Rick Flair yeah, yeah. yeah. Nikki, you, you sound you made a shock sound. You went, oh, like when he said like he's a little slower in that. Do you not agree? Oh, no, no, I do agree with that. I was hoping okay. uh, the camera pan past his family and I was like, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte's, Char- there. Charlotte's yeah. there. Yeah, yeah Charlotte's oh, yeah. Yeah. current. WWE superstar Charlotte Steve. Yeah, current Raw Women's Champion. Okay. Great. Charlotte. We all love her. Uh you sound sincere. I don't I don't care about Charlotte. No, uh, <laughs> or any any of the wrestlers. It's not I'm uh, not discriminating. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh I care about him as a yeah, movie do. star. Nakamura. No, don't care. What oh. about Bailey? Huh? What about Bailey? She just wants to give you hugs. Oh, God, Bailey. Yeah, Steven's not really on board with uh, Bailey. He's I am a not a hugger. <laughs> I'm a bad person. Uh, Shockwave the robot. Uh, yeah, I like robots. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> That's why I like you, Joey. Shockmaster. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got to say, in this match, does this get does this get annoying for you guys? Uh, the the woo the woo is about as annoying as ten is for me. Really? Just, woo! woo! Like the number of times the audience is going. Like, but right, like guys, this is also his last it's like the audience knows this is probably going to be his last match yeah, so they're I mean, doing it one because it's fun and two to kind of honor him sure sure it's sure. Just, it's a call and response when he chops somebody the audience goes woo and when he Man. says woo the audience goes and woo. flair's getting that amazing uh fireworks display so you got to see this amazing fireworks display. oh yes yeah, yeah. Wow. it was gorgeous <laughs> yo you also it, got to see floyd mayweather knock out the big show i did and i also got to watch when uh when the undertaker won and the at the end and the fireworks uh went into the audience oh god <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> oh wow. yeah I, I remember this so like uh there was a a strand of fireworks above the audience and sure. it broke and the basically the rope broke free and fireworks just went into the audience while they were lit God. yeah were you were you okay oh yeah i was like yeah. I, was, I was on that side but on the other like end oh I God. About that. did yeah. you just watch it and go like oh what? i'm glad that's not me <laughs> that's yes. pretty amazing though you got to see the undertaker win the world heavyweight championship from edge that's that's a pretty fucking good yeah, live thing yeah and then you gotta watch scene. a couple people get burned alive no i mean yeah. it's a small price to pay to yeah. see the undertaker become true it's good to see and it. i got to see, to see snoop dogs amazing and Oh yeah! Oh my God! Snoop Dogg was here. What? Who yeah. did he wrestle? Um, he's just he performed. He was it? just oh. performing. He yeah. just did a little. He just did yep. a. Oh good. A thing. I think there was like a Nothing Playboy, a Playboy sense. Playmates. Ba- that immediately following this match was the Playboys Playmate Battle Royale. Oh That's yes, true. the yeah. Playboy Bunny Mania Lumberjill match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, and Snoop Dogg was like he like was commentated it or something. Well, yeah, I just were you they seen Adam Sandler's wood? Lumberjack and Lumberjill? Of course I have. It's yeah. good. Oh, he plays Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, Lumber Sandler. Here, here's my impression of Adam Sandler. City Thank of you. stars. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks, it's man. pretty good. Um, I'm Bob Dylan. Look at me. Oh, I'm Bob Dylan. Okay, so we have this match going on. Wait, it's starting. Uh, I mean, what are you guys seeing in this match that makes it feel? Is there anything that feels like particularly like, oh, these guys are awesome in their prime? What is it that's like in this moment where I'm like, oh, Shawn Michaels is crushing it? Pacing um, and tension is very mm, important in this yeah. match. 
Uh, and it's a lot of crowd just soaking it in, and these two know each other so well, and it's a lot of back and forth, back and forth, stuff that you probably hate uh-huh, or yeah. didn't care about or were annoyed by. I don't know. Fair enough, yeah. But I think that for me, what I loved are the the shades of Ric Flair still being a great wrestler. Um, I thought he looked pretty damn good in yeah. this match. Like oh, I was yeah. saying, he's a little bit slower, but he's still like, he's doing like float overs. He's doing, you know, like uh, he he successfully hit a crossbody block off the top rope, which Stephen, um, Ric Flair for decades had this bit where he would climb to the top rope to do a move and only to be thrown off the top rope mm-hmm. okay so the audience for years was like why does he go up there every yeah. single time he does it he gets thrown <laughs> off sure. and he in this match successfully pulls off a cross body block that's yeah. pretty great and it's just like it's just the smallest like payoff of a subtle pay, like payoff of a subtle storyline they've God. been building for a decade yeah uh. and that's what i was talking about about like i doubt that I doubt that a writer was like, hey, Rick, for like 10 years, you should always get thrown off the top rope. It's probably just something where he was kind of managing his own gimmick in his head. And he's like, oh, in my last match, I should get I a, should, it should work. Yeah, I should get a good splash off and the I audience agree. will freak out. I, I What I like about Ric Flair and why Ric Flair is considered one of the absolute greatest, if not the greatest of all time, is because for as long as he wrestled and despite wrestling as as old as he got, He's like right here. Here's the splash. He's considered one of the absolute greatest of all time. Here, we'll we'll watch the splash. Wow! Yeah, he yeah. pulled like, it up. What? Yeah, people are freaking crazy. out. Yeah, why he's considered one of the greatest of all, of all time is because even as he got older and and got slower and his moves and his whatever would be limited, mm. uh, his psychology only got better as he yeah. got older. Mm. Like he. He, you could see in the way that he performed that he knows he's older and he knows he's slower. Yeah. But the way that he executed the moves and the way that he would still use some of his dirty tricks and and, and just like the the ferocity that he would use on certain moves, like it always seemed, it always felt like it it meant something and it mattered and it had impact. Like I never watched him and was like, oh, this fucking old guy can't go anymore. Yeah. Like it looks like you could see the wheels turning in his head that he knows that he has to compensate for how old he is and how he moves. So, Nikki, you're there right now. You're dodging fireworks and you're watching this. And Shawn Michaels is d- doing backflips into tables and, and whatever. What are you in your heart of heart? Like, what are you hoping is happening? Like, what do you what do you want when you're watching mm-hmm. this? Like this in this moment, if you can Michaels go back all over to the it. place in this match. <clears throat> I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm just pretty ha- like I'm pretty happy with how it's going. Like, yeah, you know, to me, I'm just happy. It's not just a big Ric Flair slap <laughs> slap fest, you know, yeah, like yeah, very well could have just been like it, chops for 10 Yeah, minutes. it was just chops you like know, for the seven months leading up to this point it was a lot of just like rick flair chopping people uh, yeah. to to get the win you know it was like mm-hmm. he was definitely res- so i was it really felt lazier in the past and you're like oh this isn't yeah that. i'm getting like, a to everybody in the audience yeah this was so exciting because he was like he was really bringing it here for for you know yeah. for, for what he could <laughs> yeah that's mm-hmm. fair yeah okay interesting interesting yeah. um and are you are you like are you is there a part of you that like wants rick flair to win or like are you okay with Shawn michaels loot like how do you want that to go no no like i definitely was like <sighs> at this uh, at this point i was like why doesn't he just retire like yeah. i was the same way you are where i'm yeah. like yeah just retire already like just you are too old you need to like yeah. you are hurting yourself and right. hurting your family mm-hmm. like i think everybody had that mentality yeah. of like uh, please retire people think, think that about me when i do improv they're like oh you're too please old retire. For <laughs> please retire. Retire. Yeah, i think yeah. people at this point were just really excited to see this match because we knew it was going to be good and it was pretty much telegraph that yeah rick flair is retiring right so i don't think anybody like had any 
like like any any false hope about this match for the most part. I think everybody was just looking forward to seeing a classic between two legends, and that we knew that it was going to be Ric Flair's last match. I don't think there were any like illusions about that statement. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's not what I'm. I guess I, I know that you we all know where this is going when it's coming in, but I just wonder. Um, you know, I just I recently just rewatched the end of a couple of TV shows, like the last couple episodes of a couple TV shows, like uh, The Office and Thirty Rock and um, The Colbert Report. And it was I was just examining my feelings the last on that Colbert report. Yeah, it's a damn good episode. It's a great episode yeah. it and it's good. heartbreaking. Uh, and it's it the same for all of the all the shows. It was really heartbreaking. It like really hurt to like it really like, yeah, like physically hurt to like see the people go. <laughs> I was like, I yeah. can't lose them. Do you just constantly uh, watch c- series finales so you can feel <laughs> bad about everything? No, I ju- you know what is I just <laughs> I watched I've been watching The Office kind of on and off for like oh, yeah. a year and mm-hmm. it got to the end and I was like, oh, God, this really is painful. I wonder. I remember being sad about the other ones. I wonder if I'll feel sad watching these again. For the and first I time. Did. Oh, so you were watching it? Yeah, uh, I was watching it again. Like gotcha. a, a kind of like just I watch uh, TV shows at lunch when I'm mm-hmm, eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so I just caught up, and I was like, I wonder if that wor- that applies. I wonder if I still have that same like nostalgia or love or whatever I had uh, letting it go again. And I did. And I wonder if that's the same thing there. If we're just like hurting a little bit, going like, don't go, Ric Flair. We need you. Yeah, because I, I can't yeah. watch this match many many times. I mean, I, I would say that it's. The this is this is very similar to like you know the end of a TV show like you were saying where it's like you sort of you know that it's the end you know that like you know we're industry types you know that they're not doing a next season pickup mm-hmm. right so it's just right. sort of like this is his entire run for that seven months like Nikki was saying it was sort of his uh, it was his farewell tour a little bit sure like it felt like they gave him a lot of opportunities to wrestle people that like he'd maybe uh, you know like the it was kind of a reward for wrestlers to be able to wrestle him. Like I remember he wrestled yeah. on ECW TV where it was him and CM Punk in a tag match against, um, I think it was, uh, Elias. So no, I forget his name. Elijah like, Burke. Yeah. Elijah Burke and somebody, some other ECW guy or mm. some other, uh, WWE ECW guy. And like afterwards, CM Punk posted on Twitter that he, he had Ric Flair sign his tight sign, his tights that he wrestled in in that match. And it was like very clear. Oh, this was a big honor for CM Punk to be in the same ring as Ric Flair. And like, this is like a thank you for everybody in a goodbye. You know, it's like, it's an emotional couple of months of Ric Flair's goodbye. Absolutely. Interesting. Um, And you know, it's like, we definitely looked at it as like his career is being honored throughout this match throughout, you know, his run. And he's, he's one of the few stories in wrestling where like he got a goodbye. He's, Mm -hmm. he like, you know, like so many times wrestlers retire uh, due to injury or they like retire. Edge had to right. retire. Yeah, yeah, where it's just like, oh, just like you just see on Monday Night Raw, they're like, next week on Monday Night Raw, Edge announces his retirement or Daniel Bryan comes out and retires or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, Ric Flair is somebody that still could wrestle and like, they or like, you know, what's I think more common the case is like somebody just their contract ends with WWE when they're in their mid 30s and they just like kind of slowly fade away into the indie circuit right. yep. and then like yeah. they wrestle at like flea yeah. markets in front of 10 people and what's more <laughs> impressive about this too is that death is constantly coming for him and he survived the whole time in fact <laughs> now that I realize it because they're going to shoot each other in the head yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a gun on a pole match I don't it know is. if you know it is a gun on a pole yeah, match yeah, yeah. but also like also he dodged the fireworks that could have killed him too <laughs> that is true that guy <laughs> that's true he I think he's an immortal. I don't. I feel like somebody. I think he's a Highlander. Yeah. Hey, there's only to there's try only to kill Ric Flair to hey, prove that he can die. There's only one immortal in wrestling, brother, and that's ooh, dude. Oh, is he the is he the immortal? Yeah, one? the immortal Hulk Hogan. The immortal Hulk Hogan. Really? Yeah. 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 His nickname is the immortal Hulk Hogan. Huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. There you go. 
Yeah, yeah that joke didn't land. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I just didn't know. I, I, I it sounded right. No, but it's I... not really. It's not really a joke. It's just that it's like it's 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 the fact that they call him the immortal. I think everybody just kind of went. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I'm not buying it. Okay. No, I never have. I mean, never will. The yeah. Undertaker, I mean, somebody, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I hear these rumors that apparently Meltzer and some other people are saying that Hulk Hogan could be very close to being on his way back to the WWE. Uh, I'm not racist anymore, brother. I just wanted to tell you, dudes. <laughs> I donated million dollars to the ACLU. Yeah. It wasn't oh, my money. All colors. Oh. <laughs> I'm uh, totally cool now. I wonder oh, Hulk Hogan it. comes out and his gimmick is all lives matter. <laughs> Holy Yo, shit. It's just oh, something no. we got to like have a conversation about. <laughs> is it all lives matter, brother? <laughs> We're all brothers and dudes. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh God, like all lives matter. I'm maniac. I'm actually trying to support the message. I feel like you guys don't understand. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just saying like, you know, cops lives matter too. Yeah. God just, damn it. Because they're also black cops. Like, do you guys ever think about that? Do you ever yeah. think about that? <laughs> you know, racism doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're there's also reverse racism, which is really hurtful to me. Hashtag not all cops are white. <laughs> oh, man. I would love it if, if, like, Hulk Hogan came back and was just super conservative. <laughs> he, I mean, yeah, he probably is. But he was just trying to be nice the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I feel he's like, just like, I don't understand why people are booing me. Yeah, I feel like not everybody quite understands where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, I mean, me and the MAGA powers are running wild. The MAGA, the MAGA powers, yeah, are one of our, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Make America great again, powers. He make America great great again powers. i'm a real we recently stumbled into yeah yeah <laughs> randy savage hulk hogan uh, the maga powers oh no mega. listen you gotta give donald trump build a, a wall dude you gotta build a wall it's just like keep them on their side you know because it's better for everybody i'm just trying to keep jobs in our country yeah i hope that's the deal uh, we've really gone off track. yeah also the immigration ban was a good idea <laughs> it's not a ban you just don't understand it's just like muslims are different like that's okay but yeah they, also they, they freak me out. Point out anyway back to the match nikki looks scared and upset no. yeah she yeah, yeah no i'm i'm enjoying this <laughs> <laughs> that was a no sell such sincerity <laughs> Um, oh yeah, and b- back to the match. Um, <laughs> Michaels is tuning up the band, but he didn't get it. I mean, uh, Rick Flair still being a, a kind of a, a heel. Like he's always kind of been a little. Well, okay, so right? so his oh, gimmick, yeah. his dirtiest nickname is the, yeah, the dirtiest player, player in the game. It's mm-hmm. not. He's at, he's at a point, especially with his age, where it's not necessarily him being a heel anymore. I think that like when he's cheating, when you're like when you're cheating and you're physically stronger than the person, if you're 300 pounds, like if Brock Lesnar cheats, yeah. you, we see it as a heel move because he doesn't need to cheat uh-huh. to beat, you know, like Brian Kendrick or whatever. Yeah. But uh, Ric Flair, he's a guy that's like past his physical prime. So him cheating no. is not, it's not seen as a heel move. It's seen as him leveling the playing field. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that, that, that goes to what I was saying about his psychology. It's like, yeah. he yeah. always, I, I never once doubt that he can win a match, even in, even in this retirement match, even though we know he's going to be retiring, but that suspension of of di- uh, of disbelief, it's kind of like, well, you know, yeah. he finds ways to do things. It, it makes sense. I never think that he can't win. When him being the dirtiest player in the game, it could be a heel move when he's doing it to uh, cheat on behalf of his uh, daughter, Charlotte, to beat right. Becky Lynch right. in a women's title match. Right, because um, it's otherwise probably fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Whereas, okay. like, you know, this, him cheating is... Part of it is him just living up to his gimmick. Like Eddie Guerrero's right. thing was like he lies and cheats and steals. And it became a thing where like when he would like do a creative cheating maneuver <laughs> to win a match, it would be like 
we would cheer and freak out. Like and love tossing it. the belt into other people's yeah, hands. Yeah, tossing the belt in other people's <laughs> hands. Like he, uh, he Kurt Angle's finisher was the ankle lock. Eddie Guerrero untied his boot right before Kurt Angle did the ankle lock uh-huh. so that he could slip his foot out and then like roll him up and do a you know move on him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's and like then that's, Kurt Angle is just super. Oh, there's a boot in my yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> a boot in my arms. <laughs> but it's like in one in one situation it's seen as like uh, abusing the system and the other it's seen as like leveling the playing field or right. you know anything like that. Uh, I don't like cheating at any time, just like welfare recipients do with their illegal voting. We're brothers. moving on from the MAGA powers. <laughs> so going back a little bit, uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels does his uh, sweet chin music, right? Yeah, yeah. kind of end yeah, yeah. Ric Flair just won't quit. Uh, and that's such a, like, ha- I'm not sure if haunting is the right word for it, but like Ric Flair stands up, puts up his dukes, and begs Shawn Michaels to do it. Mm-hmm. And then Shawn Michaels says, I'm sorry, I love you. Sure. And puts him out of his misery. And that's just such a, uh, like, in all of creative media, <laughs> like, here, there are, yeah. here, here it is. There are very few things more powerful than something like that. Sure. Uh, the idea of something like that, of like, is, yeah, somehow, it's not like, it's interesting because he's not killing the guy yeah but he's uh yeah he's but he's killing the guy's reason to live yeah yeah, he yeah. That wrestling he, is his reason to live right it's he's like sending the guy off and and, and he stayed around yeah and then he stayed around <laughs> well yeah that, oh. we'll talk more about that later. yeah we'll get to that <laughs> all right later. fine fair enough so yeah i mean it's it's interesting uh it feels like everybody was very uh emotionally moved by this sean it's sean moving moving corner. is the word for it yeah 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 uh, Sean in the corner saying, I love you and I'm sorry, and then kicking him. And then yeah, what'd you think about that, Steve? Yeah, I just felt was... very melodramatic. I was like, I, I was like, boo, get over your fucking life. This is oh, so right. <laughs> of course. Of course. So you didn't feel any anything. It just, it's very, it was very melodramatic. And um, it's a big honor for Sean Michaels to be the one to retire Ric Flair. I mean, yeah, I guess like. Like, I can only imagine, like, the real, and that's real emotion in that. As soon as he yeah. hands him, he, you know, he, he bumps into his head there and yeah. he says something to him. And Ric Flair is just sobbing in the ring. Laying yeah. well, and Shawn Michaels, admittedly, I mean, he's a big Ric Flair fan. Yeah. Like, sure. like there oh, are yeah. spots in the match, there are spots that Shawn Michaels does specifically, there's some that he does in this match where, like, he gets whipped into the corner and then, like, flips over the turnbuckle and looks, like, dazed. That's, like, an old Ric Flair spot that Flair yeah. used to do in the 70s or 80s, but Flair would flip over the turnbuckle and then run across the ring and then do an axe handle off the top rope or something. Mm-hmm. like that yeah mm-hmm. but like you know so much of like it's like it, rick flair i'm not sure if it, he was his mentor but he's definitely a guy that he looked up to to the, to the point that like before this match Shawn michaels uh bought two matching rolexes okay. um like and engraved them and on one of them it said to be the man and then on the other one it said you've got to beat the man which is an old rick flair catchphrase mm-hmm. yeah. gave one to rick flair the to be the man and then kept the you got to beat the man one uh-huh. and like that's just what this meant to Shawn michaels mm-hmm. i'm sure that the emotion yeah. of i'm sorry i love you was like you say melodramatic i'm sure that was 100 percent genuine yeah, uh, yeah i it think looked, so. it looked like hacky terrible acting um yeah, i'm I, sure i'm sure there's an emotional core that is true to that I believe you. I really do. He, uh, and I watch it and I'm like, ugh, this is so fucking hammy. And I just. Shawn Michaels can be a bit of an overactor. Yeah, for sure. sure. And, going yeah. Back I mean, Joey, and going back to what Joey said and Ric Flair's, you know, motto being to be the man, you got to beat the man. Amen. That's also a, a, a probably a big honor for your hero to tell you, you're going to end my career tonight. 
that's my way of saying you are literally the fucking man. You're the guy. You're the one. Yeah. Well, and there's like there's something that I think it was said in the promo that we watched earlier where Ric Flair said or like I think Shawn Michaels said, like, what's your goal? What do you want to do? What are you going to do tonight? And Ric Flair, I think that this might have been a pre-match promo that we didn't see before this. Right. And Ric Flair said that my goal for tonight is to be the man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just Shawn Michaels beat him. So now he's the man. You yeah, know? yeah. He spent his whole career saying, saying that to be line. the man, you got to beat the man. And he said his goal tonight is to be the man. And he got mm-hmm. beat. So that by virtue of that transfers <laughs> being the man to Sean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Uh, sorry. I just laughed. There was a guy, there was a young man crying in the front row son, or something like that. Right? Oh, that's his son. Oh, that's his son. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fine. yeah. Um, what a child! Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Son. wait, they get a, we get another shot of that kid. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, that's. Uh, sorry, I just got distracted by. It. <laughs> I uh, love that you started laughing and I started like tearing up when I saw. Oh it yeah, like, no, same. Like uh, oh, li- oh no, let, I think that's great. I let's, think let's cut to a quick clip. I just want to hear, just give the the audience some uh, some of these these audience reactions. Yeah. That's a powerful thing. People were going ballistic. I can oh, only yeah. imagine what the emotion felt like in the... Oh, the oh yeah. Uh, my my boyfriend at the time was crying. I think he was crying. Justin so. had to have had tears coming down his um, face. <laughs> Justin? Well, I don't know about Oh, Justin. wait. No, this is in Orlando. This is Justin Orlando. was somewhere crying. I'm sure. No, doing? I don't think he was watching at this time. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I'm I not feel sure. like he would have sh- been watching this I mean, this I'm match. sure he saw this, but I don't think he was... Well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> poor Justin. We'll, we'll get more one. on. We'll get more on Justin's feelings about this whole match <laughs> in a little bit. I mean, honestly, oh. we could we could call him and we could we get, could we could. He's not awake right now. Oh, okay. no. It is before two p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I love Justin. I I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. right here. Uh, <laughs> that. And this is a long, long walk back up to the ramp, and the crowd is just really giving it to Ric Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair. Yeah. He's yes. crying while he's doing it. He's crying. Oh, he's he's yep. he's sweating down his beef jerked body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All oh. that all that beef that, oil just coming out of him. That Seven Eleven beef jerky is saying goodbye to the audience. So what do you think? For one you're seeing him. He, he just he's soaking it all in one last time. He's a little like he's a little like like unnerved. You can see him like he's sort of like not where no one ready to yeah. go. <laughs> Who is it? I'm scared. I'm so scared. I mean, I like, oh, God. in the head. <laughs> like walk. I have to imagine like walking away from that that taking that last walk and being like. This is it. Soak it all in one last time. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's a lot of emotion. Sure. Well, I mean, s- sort of. We kind of, uh, you know, the, the it, you know, he knew he wasn't actually retiring. Well, but it was but, his his leaving WWE. Like, yeah, we haven't gotten to it yet. This is Ric Flair's ultimate WWE in ring retirement, and right. has not wrestled since in that company. Right. Yeah, he uh, basically after this, he the following night on Raw, I think they dedicated pretty much like the entire Raw or right. like a good chunk of it to it just being like a Ric Flair honoring thing. Members of the Four Horsemen came out, which was mm-hmm. his old uh, it was his old stable in the yep. NWA. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people that he wrestled came out and kind of gave speeches, and yep. like it was just a genuinely just like a Ric Flair love fest. And yep. then after that, he became a guy that was sort of like I feel like a lot of their old wrestlers they'll save as sort of an ambassador. Yeah, where it's like if they're you know they'll fly to Japan and do an autograph signing or they'll you know they'll do interviews about WWE in like Germany or whatever yeah mm-hmm. and um, Rick uh, he I think he's just a guy that like has constantly had a lot of money problems so sure. he um, TNA offered him a contract to be an on air figure and to wrestle and he uh, 
definitely didn't feel great about it, but he mm-hmm. did. So he continued to wrestle in TNA for a little bit. I believe him and Hulk Hogan did like a tour of Australia called like the Hulkamaniac tour. They did Hulkamania. Yeah. After so after Ric Flair did his in-ring retirement, which again, it's it's been kept ironclad. Like yeah, he has in, not in wrestled WWE. on WWE sure, television. Yeah. He briefly went to the um the the Indies. He was like an ambassador for Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he did this like little tour with Hulk uh, the, the Hulk tour Hulkamania thing. And then he ended up yeah signing with TNA and had like a pretty good feud with like Jay Lethal and yeah. some other fun yeah. stuff. Uh got a lot of great promos out of that. Jay Lethal's Ric Flair impression is great. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he hey. would continue. He would continue to hey. wrestle for a little bit. And hey, uh, who, who's that? Who's that? Hey, I'm Ric Flair. Is that your? That's my Ric Flair. Hey, that uh, that's my Ric Flair. City your, of stars. Rick Gosling. Is that your Rick Gosling? Gosling. You're Ryan yeah. Flair. Uh, that's yeah, a yeah. perfect mashup of those two <laughs> impressions. Ryan yeah. Flair sounds like a, a like a Hollywood Access host or something. Hey I'm guys, Ryan I'm Flair. Ryan Flair. Oh, you wouldn't believe what Madonna did. Wow. <laughs> but uh, hey. but yeah. Hey. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Best one yet. That's great. That's great. Best one That's yet. great. Um, That's but yeah, so he, but so he continued to wrestle a little bit after this. Not like a lot of matches, yeah. but like th- that was definitely a lot of controversy. I mean, just through his money problems, the rumor is is that he pawned the Rolex that Shawn Michaels bought him. Yeah, um, yeah. That's not on TV. That's just real life. Yep. Uh, uh, boy, like guys, work on your financial plan early. Um, I'm just gonna say it. Like if you if you've got as much money as I assume has gone through Ric Flair's bank account. Oh yeah. And you're not like set for a long time. You fucked up pretty bad. Yeah. You well, oh yeah. He's also bad. been married like a dozen times right and like, gone through yeah. very bad divorces <laughs> yeah. yeah um part of the problem is that uh rick flair um really lived up to his gimmick mm-hmm. of being the you limousine know, ride and kiss deal and wheel and deal and son of gun yep. yeah his own jet all of that you sure. know yeah private yeah. jeff yeah, yeah, yeah four marriages by the way four marriages uh, yeah. well, good for him all 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 of them the the four horsemen of his wife yeah, but he's Ugh. also he's uh-huh. also the guy that like you know it's like four buy horsemen a wives. <laughs> that would be such a sweet gimmick. <laughs> All the past wives come back and they're the four ho- the four horsewives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he you know he 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 still lived like he was the NWA champion in the 1980s and making like you know a million dollar money right. while he was making probably significantly less than that yeah and um to be fair WWE like Triple H is a very big Ric Flair fan so he um I think that Ric Flair literally is Triple H's mentor mm-hmm. so he does a lot that he does everything that he can to make sure that Ric Flair is taken care of like he brings him back on screen with it whenever his daughter is you know around usually like mm-hmm. um right. like he he uh managed his daughter for a while to right. his daughter charlotte who's now the current uh women's champion um you know it definitely feels like they're doing what they can to kind of maintain the legacy of rick flair and be respectful yeah mm-hmm. um but uh that's nice. yeah but, but everybody's nice before we get to the rating of this i just wanted to say something that's like really cool about this match specifically that i love about professional wrestling is sean michaels lost to rick flair or uh, Ric Flair lost to Shawn Michaels, establishing mm-hmm. that Shawn Michaels is the man. Two years later, uh, Shawn Michaels lost a retirement match to Undertaker, kind of establishing that Very basically, cyclical. basically the Undertaker is stronger than both Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. Brock Lesnar, a couple of years after that, beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania, ending his 21-year streak at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. sure. establishing that Brock Lesnar is... You know, he maintains kind of the legacy of all of these wrestlers that the, that the Undertaker previously retired and stuff like that. Sure. And now Goldberg They're, beat Brock Lesnar, yeah. Right. So establishing that Brock Lesnar is theoretically on a power ranking level better than 
Goldberg, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, and etc. And then Roman well, you mean Reigns Goldberg above him. Yeah, Goldberg is above yeah, him. Yeah. And then Roman Reigns is going to beat Goldberg to prove that he's the best wrestler alive. God um, fucking damn. But it. you know, it's like it's see the, once you start talking about levels there, and then you throw. I'm fine with all those names. I don't even care. And then you throw Reigns in there, and it's like, oh no, oh. what's going to happen? But it is just like I feel like there's a constant passing of the torch in there wrestling is. that's neat and I love and it's great to see and like yeah and even though technically he's not part of that match legacy that you mentioned necessarily now Cena has 16 world titles so yeah. he's kind of tangentially in there in a strange yeah way so it's interesting how but this maybe stuff all he'll kind beat of... Roman Reigns yeah well Roman uh, Reigns will eventually be seen whoa oh, that oh. would suck whoa. but it's like you establish whoa. like you know even the people that Ric Flair like Ric Flair's uh nickname is the nature boy he won that nickname off of the nature boy Buddy Rogers mm-hmm. in the 70s so it's like that's even that even goes back that far of like oh Brock Lesnar you know it's, it's a couple of like things away from beating Buddy Rogers or whatever yeah. right it's strange you know. once you start thinking about the the levels of passing the torch yeah 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 but does it work like that yeah like, is that it how does. the world works you well, just immediately believe that anybody who beats somebody else is immediately superior to them and anybody else not they necessarily ever but we're just not, saying in terms of the way that the storylines and the matches and the outcomes have paid well, in terms off. That's of like technically right. where we're at. In terms of like retirement matches and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because like, part part of the whole deal of wrestling is that you know it's a it's competitive. It's about mm-hmm. being the man. Who's yeah. the man? Who's the man with the biggest belt? The shiniest biggest belt. <laughs> Who's the man with the, the biggest belt? <laughs> yeah, that's and what wrestling me. is. <laughs> and so it is about that. So I mean, I think it's integral to like a really strong through line. You know. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a through line. Yeah, a through line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it tells the the story throughout the years. Right. Well, and now that we've uh, discovered that story, I think it's time we go ahead and rate this match. Yeah. Right, uh, yeah. Let's rate it. One out of five woos or one out of five or one out of five woos. 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 It's woos or no, no, no. Woos. Woos. Yeah, woos. Uh, so uh, I'll go first on my scale of woos. Uh, I'm giving this a five. I mean, I think this is this is a, a great, great match. Uh, the, both guys really went for it. I thought, like I said, there's great psychology. There's a lot of respect. There's a lot of tension. I thought that both guys, of course, because their masters sold the fucking hell out of like oh, everything yeah. the other guy was doing. It was just a, it was a, a damn good wrestling match that told a great story. I don't think it's you know like the best match to ever happen in terms of everything technical in it. But I think that, like I said, both guys compensated for everything that could or couldn't happen in it. They sold uh, and just the implications and what the match meant and. To see Flair wrestle his last time ever on WWE TV against Shawn Michaels. I mean, there's just so much emotion and shit involved. Any shortcoming that might happen, and it doesn't matter to me, I think it's a five-star match. And it's mm-hmm. kind of essential viewing, really. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll agree with that. I think that um, so many wrestling matches don't have uh, stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like... You know, like jerky, the, but not steaks. Yeah, like I mean, it's like nice, Nick. Thanks. Uh, a match like Will Ospreay versus Ricochet, which Steven saw, like it's impressive because of how athletic that everybody is, and it's like a showcase of yeah. ability. But I don't necessarily care about who wins that match. Yeah, which is the why the you know so many old school guys argued against that match, and I understand that. Yeah, argument. it's like it's impressive to watch, but it's like yeah, like I don't, I, I don't really care about who's going to win that match, but like. This is a match where it's like there's an X factor of emotional investment that like Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels just played perfectly. Yep. Like, you know, uh, nobody was doing a 450 splash, but like Ric Flair doing a low blow to Shawn Michaels and then putting him into a figure four. (laughs) 
I care more about that than I could care about most young bucks, you know, uh, like indie takers. Yeah. yeah. Not like, to mention that from before the match to the minute that Ric Flair walks out of that that arena, they had the audience the whole fucking time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole time. When it is, you know, it's tough because it's like this is a retirement match. It's a WrestleMania. You know, this is going to be its last match. So it's like you can't replicate this for every single match that you do. My God. No. But it's just like it's like everything in this match meant something and that's great. And it was uh, very, uh, not just entertaining, but very, I was very emotionally invested in this mm. match. Um, so yeah, 100% I give it five. Woofs. <laughs> five. Uh, Nikki, Nikki, what do you how many? Um, I'm going to go with the 4.5 woos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it docked for the fireworks accident? <laughs> <laughs> no, that didn't happen in this match. So, um, No, it. I'm going to go with the uh, 0.5 uh, because I am influenced by, by Justin uh, and his, uh, his anger at the fact that Ric Flair did not actually retire after this. Yeah. Like literally last Fair. night before coming here, I was like, I was trying to, I was like, hey, we were like trying to figure out what to watch and i was like oh can we throw you know throw this on you know doing the podcast tomorrow and he was like absolutely not wow. <laughs> he's like i will not watch that he's like, just not happy about oh it, huh? he is not happy so that that point five is docked because of uh i guess how angry it made people when he didn't actually retire it knowing right. the people fact were that, very upset no, yeah uh, totally totally i mean it would have been nice if he would have honored it completely I mean, right but i mean gotta gotta pay them bills yeah you do yeah that's true. He would have ended up in jail probably bills. otherwise. Yeah. Fair. For well, tax that, evasion. When I heard that he <laughs> did like ask Shawn Michaels beforehand of just like, hey, I'm just like, like they talked about it because that is just, it's like a respect thing and like, you know. Uh, well, to like to go to TNA. Yeah. Well, I think that he was just like, hey, I'm thinking about like wrestling a couple more matches. I, I would cool? hope he would And Shawn Michaels was like, yeah, like it is just, it's how the business works, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with that docking because it does make it seem less special than sure. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. I mean, I'm kind of ignoring the TNA thing. Like I yeah, said, yeah. we got some good Jay Lethal promos out of it, but I can't say that I really went back and were watching any of those matches. Yeah, yeah. Really Just like all things wrestling, if you choose to ignore the things that are bad about it, it's really good. <laughs> uh, it's really good. What are you thinking, Stephen? We got um, a 5.5 five and a 4.5. Yeah. So where yeah. are you at on the... Was, was, uh, <laughs> this was uh, so. This was a match, you know. Uh, two 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 old men who I like, just take a take a break, guys. Take a break. Um, <laughs> beef jerky doesn't need to fight uh, cocaine face. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a fine match. Uh, was it particularly like special in terms of moves or things that I saw? Not really. Uh, I think you could, you know, you said like they, these guys put on a good show. I think that's mostly true, but it's, um, you know, it's a different type of good show. It's not Will Ospreay and Ricochet flipping all over the fucking place, mm-hmm. uh, which is just more impressive to me because like flashing lights or something. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You love that MTV editing. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I want su- my MTV dead. editing. Uh, I I was trying to think of a way to like slot that in, and I'm glad you did. <laughs> Editing, no, just like I want my I want my flips. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I what I <laughs> so when I'm watching this, like I uh, you know it's a whatever match. If I if I was just reading oh it on God. the match, I would be like, yeah, like if I just watched the match and we we put a bag over their faces and uh, I didn't know any of the story to it, I'd be like, I don't know, like one, like who gives a fuck? Uh, and I would <laughs> bag over their face. I would stand by that. Um, put back. 
bags on your faces. Yeah, put a luchador bag on. And uh, luchador, luchador bag. Is that what you think masks are? Well, you proved me wrong, Joey. Prove me wrong. I dare uh. you. Um, and so, uh, but you know, like you said, there's a little bit more story to it. I think there is a, an emotional or story depth that I rarely see in wrestling. Very, very, very rarely. Despite I how think, melodramatic you thought it might feel, it's so melodramatic. I think they, f- I think they fucked it up uh, in their telling of the story. I think that kind of ruins it a little. Yeah. But that's me. Um, I, I also, I've just kind of given up. Uh, uh, wrestling is inherently melodramatic and poorly acted. But that's the that's the sport. So whatever. Right, yeah. um, so the complexity of story, I think, to it and just what this is about gives it a little more. I think ultimately, I think I end up at like a two and a half. Oh, that's um, not bad. But it's uh, but yeah. So I, I appreciate the, the fun, uh, the different storytelling, the way to uh, enhance it and actually make it, like you said, have stakes because because who gives a fuck about most things? But this one, even though the outcome doesn't matter, uh, it's just like, oh, but like what's happening is more than just like, I got to be good. It's like, who cares? Who cares? Well, yeah, it feels like it feels like the storyline isn't I'm the best. The storyline is like you were saying, like, put me out of my misery. Sure. Yeah. And like, that is just a different wrestling storyline that like, I, I'm, I feel like, I feel like we made growth on this one. I feel like you understood, yeah. I feel oh, like wow. you understood and appreciated the complexity of it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but it also sucked. And if I could put this into perspective for you, oh, please, I know you feel like it's the acting is melodramatic, but mm. I think, um, I'm going to say something maybe controversial and say that wrestling is the closest art form to uh, the original, uh, I would say the original like theatrical art form in Greece. Mm. Um, yeah. And uh, That's been of... talked about on the show before. Oh, yeah. good, good. Okay, great. Uh, that is not <laughs> the, controversial. Theater then. in the round. Theater in the round. Theater. So it's not really overacting. It's sort of, it's, um, it's acting to, to, you know, to the depths, mm-hmm. to... Which I know you're not a in my counter to that, although I agree with you and I understand is that I still have to see it in the close up. So if I mm-hmm. see it in the close up, it still looks hacky and stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you're saying wrestling a- should just not be on TV ever again. No, I think they should play to the medium that they're on. I think more people see it uh, there. And I think basically, I think your theatricality through moves and stuff will still play. Uh, But I think that the face acting stuff needs to be toned down and they need to think about conveying it a different way to the audience. I I think there are some wrestlers who are learning that balance though right now. I would say like like Kevin Owens is great at balancing that like playing to the larger crowd while playing to the camera. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hmm. I don't know anything about Kevin Owens, but I believe you. <laughs> well, you yeah. will soon. Show you more Kevin Owens. Owens. Did we? Was it like him and we, yeah, Cena? Yeah, we watched him versus Cena yeah. for the uh, Nick Mundy episode. Oh, I don't remember that at all. No, you don't. Great. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, I mean, and Stevens talked about this a little bit, and like I do, I. I guess that like it's something I never really thought about with wrestling, but I understand the criticism mm. in that like you're not watching it sitting in the back seat of an arena. You're watching it at home with close-ups. Yeah. So to I you, close-ups. So it's yeah. like it is just something that we kind of have, we just kind of gloss over. Yeah. Of like it just I guess it just doesn't bother me. It doesn't distract yeah. me. Yeah. Again, it, again, I think it's just you guys are conditioned to accept whatever it is and i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not well, conditioned like, to go like i accept this i just go in i'm like oh this is bad acting and you're like but this is this format and I'm well like, it's like oh, okay. there are people that listen to, cl- to techno music and mm-hmm. they're like i hate those click tracks and then there are people that listen to techno music that are like oh that's what techno music is <laughs> like it's sure what you, just like right. the beat of yeah yeah, yeah yeah well have you ever watched like a have you ever watched like theater in a on a like on a video, like, you know, Into the Woods, they did, like, a, a recording of Into the Woods. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've do seen... do like theater, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen, like, 
plays in Broadway and, you know, I've seen big, plays. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess because I, it's like you, I'm trying to like, how do you convey like small theater where it's like, you know, 25, 50 seats or whatever. And then like Broadway or like the Pantages where it's like, oh, it's an entirely different experience. Right. Um, See, something like Into the Woods, I couldn't be less interested. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good movie. Uh, yeah. I heard the play is really good, though. The play is great. Yeah, oh. that's what they say. That's what they say. I'm sure, it's fine. Um, they they did a like a live recording of the actual Broadway play. So that was, yeah. uh, that's just an example. Yeah, a lot of techno in that play. <laughs> so much. So many click tracks. Yeah, yeah, Into yeah. the woods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, woods. 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 I love woods. I think that's got a got a got legs. It's a good idea. Super uh, heavy weight. Uh, yeah, I remember when I was seven feet tall. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, quick question, Stephen, just before we uh, wrap all this up. Oh, okay, uh, it, just, just a very quick, if we can... Uh, yeah. kind of, I kind of want to see where we're at, because I know you've you've seen Ric Flair before, you've seen Shawn Michaels before. I know you were kind of like, eh, Shawn Michaels in the past, yeah. back when we've seen a little more of his assholiness of the 90s. Sure. Did this match, any of these promos, any of this stuff make you change your opinion on Michaels or Flair any more, any less, do you not care, whatever? Um... I don't think I had any particular. Uh, I didn't. I didn't come out of it going, like, "Oh, Shawn Michaels is interesting or cool." After it, because um, I kind of feel like the way that was put out, I guess, or the way that story was told with him, just kind of kept my like, yeah, whatever. He sucks. He's a he's a douche. <laughs> like, who cares? Uh, right. uh, so, but. But for Ric Flair, I think if if anything, like the the dimension to him, uh, I guess it rounded it out a little bit for Ric Flair. Got a little a, bit more of an appreciation. A for little. Him? I, I could just say it rounded out some dimensions. I don't know All if right. appreciation is the right I'll word. Take, I'll take that. Okay, yeah. so uh, I have uh, one last question. Okay, so we established in the first episode mm. that the reason that you hate wrestling is because your older brother mm-hmm. would Flair. would <laughs> would like <laughs> chop you and That's put you right. in figure four leg locks and mm. say woo. So you. So by proxy, uh, your older brother is. Rick. Yeah. So established. So did you establish any sort was there any sort of internal joy watching an old Ric Flair get retired? And was it weird to see your brother? (laughs) uh, Do you feel like that? Do you feel like watching that made you closer to your brother? Are you guys doing that bit where you ask a lot of questions? So I don't answer the question. No, I want you to answer this. I kind of want to. No, I want you to answer this. Yeah. I barely Um, know what we're asking. Just talk. I don't know what we're asking either. Uh, Was was there catharsis? Catharsis and Ric Flair get hurt? Yeah. 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 No. Oh. What? That's not a real thing. That's not a real comparison because one, I don't can really think of uh, wrestling as my older stepbrother. I also don't think of my older stepbrother as Ric Flair. <laughs> like I didn't know I Ric Flair at the time. So it'd be hard for me to like conflate those. But, so but, no. But when you hear woo, does it give you flashbacks? <laughs> I'm just saying. <gasps> what what happened? I blacked out for an unknown amount of time. I'm just saying that. It's five hundred dollars to have a five minute phone conversation with Ric Flair. Jesus Christ! If we if we did a Patreon, no, or not a Patreon. If we I can't think of anything that's like less for worth you to have money. a five minute conversation with Ric Flair for him to apologize to you for the stuff your older brother did, would it make you love wrestling? No, I don't think. Uh, no, I don't. I don't care about Ric Flair. He's not. He's not my but my you, nemesis. You seem to be getting really worked up about. This. Oh I yeah, like about your older stepbrother. Well, because they push this like this narrative that like I hate wrestling because of my stepbrother doing wrestling moves and Ric Flair. It's my favorite. And I'm narrative. like, 
none of that are things that I think about in my life, but they're like, they love it. I mean, I shared a you fact. Might, you might not think about it in your head, but you think about it in your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. And in your soul. That's a good point. You should Joy. probably bring it up to your therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can't mm-hmm. wait to talk about a thing that I'll talk about Ric Flair, this person I don't know or care Coincidentally, about. Coincidentally, therapist. Steven's therapist, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, that'd be tough. This gimmick's called therapy. What? You gotta pay these gimmicks called bills yeah, somehow. Let's lay down on this gimmick we call a couch. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. T- tell me about your mother. What? what? <laughs> I'm having some trouble at work. What? <laughs> Rick. No. Stone. Stone, please. Stone. His name is Stone. Like he's Stone Phillips. Stone, give me a fucking minute. Uh, <laughs> Steve does, Stephen doesn't call him Steve. He yeah. doesn't call him Austin. No. He doesn't call him Stone Cold. doesn't call him Cold. Stone. 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 Uh, Stone. Take a break. All right. All right. Great. So uh, all right, we spent so we spent the past hour and 15 minutes uh, trying to uh, convince Stephen to love wrestling. Yes. Now here's the part of the show where he tries to convince us to love something. Oh, hey. Hey everybody! Um, today I want to. Oh, thanks you. for joining us. Yeah. Decided to join. <laughs> us. Now I'm finally emotionally engaged in the show. I'm ready mm-hmm. to listen to the things that are said and speak and care. Uh, today, the thing I want you guys to love uh, is a very nerdy thing. It's a very losery thing, but I'm happy that I have it in my life, and that is my Los Angeles Public Library card. Oh. Or that even just really, I'm just saying for everybody because we have lots of listeners outside of Los Angeles, a library card and going to the library. Mm-hmm. I don't go to the library a ton. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I want to start checking out more books because I buy too many books. I buy far too many books and I don't read as many as I should. But what's really cool about the the library card that I just figured out is that you can get uh, a whole bunch of access to things online that you would normally have to pay for uh, having your library card. A perfect example of it is like magazine subscriptions, newspaper subscriptions. And the best of all, I think, is this website called lynda.com, which is a with a Y. Y, Linda with a Y. That's Mm -hmm. correct. I know books. Um, uh, uh, that's not a book. It's a website. I know Linda's. Good. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, and that's a website where you can like uh, learn all kinds of different things uh, from uh, like video editing stuff to business skills. They wow. have like these online courses and they're really great. And normally they charge, I think it's like $100 or more a month. It's a really uh, kind of an expensive but cool product. But this gets it to you for free. Oh. And you don't have to pay anything for a library card. So I think it's fucking tight. Oh. So that's the thing I think you guys should check out or at least uh, consider wow. adding it to your life is library. Mm -hmm. A great public good. Fuck you, Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, literacy and reading is going to be very important. Yes, in uh, our in the, future, in the uh, wasteland, yeah. we need to start reading. I mean, again, WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump wants to take yes. away reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he it's, does. it's just un-American. That's true. That's true. Check mm-hmm. out them books before they're burned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just makes he just sends an executive order to burn all the books. We're gonna just make every it book, guys. Uh, if you think that uh, if you got any opinions on books, why don't you shoot us uh, shoot us a tweet uh, with the hashtag. Fahrenheit 316. Uh, uh, that's what we're going with. That's not, that doesn't make, that's not the Fahrenheit 451. It's called that because that's the temperature books burn at. No, no, no. Yeah. We're, it's, it's different. We've, it's different. We've, so Fahrenheit, fire has, so has Fahrenheit, technologically So Fahrenheit advanced. 316, mm-hmm. that's just, it's the temperature that books get warmer. Don't shit. This was, that was a good hashtag. It was a good Fahrenheit hashtag. 316. Yeah, hashtag sure. 316. Yeah, talk to us about books. Suggest books we could, yeah, we should books. read. I guess wrestling books, Fahrenheit yeah. 316. Here's the thing about reading. I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, you never have. No, I've never yeah, read you it. Don't know what to I, do. I will say this: I'm I'm not shitting on reading at all. We all need to be literate people. <laughs> Jesus, please, Christ, help us be literate. Sure. I will say, I think the only place I've stepped into since college less than a gym is probably a library. Mm-hmm. I, I mm. don't I don't read enough books. I really, really do not. However, um, you know, 
it's good to I, I do read a lot of articles and a lot of studies and things online. So yeah, I look read, at a lot of pictures. Reading is good. <laughs> reading is good. Should I read more books? Yes. So, Stephen, um, you know what? Because the world is a is a, a, a it's getting worse. Uh, I'm going to give this is crazy. I'm going to give your suggestion today a five. Stop the podcast. <laughs> I think going so. I think, to, I think uh, a body snatcher has gotten it. Yeah, I'm going to give libraries a lot. I'm not a fan of like novels and stuff. You primarily read like informative books. That's the stuff I, I like. I usually read nonfiction. Yeah, yeah that's mostly. the stuff I like. Yeah, same. I don't, yeah, I don't same. care about novels and shit. None of that does anything for me. We established okay. the one thing that the three of us have in common is that we like nonfiction books. Yeah, we like yeah. information. <laughs> oh, information's good. Five out of five. Yeah. All right. Uh, fiction's just so ugh, fake. I hate it. Uh, yeah, right. too, too melodramatic. Uh, one thing I wanted to add too is it's I guess again I just think people don't consider the library as a great resource as it is. Uh, books, free website stuff. Another thing that I recently discovered they have they have all kinds of like movie screenings, yeah, and video, lectures, games. Yeah. And yeah. video games, True. and movies and uh, DVD. Like they have everything there. Uh, like public events that are really incredible. And I was just like, oh. This is the best thing, uh, and we we squander it. We have no idea. You're right. Yeah, you, no, that's yeah. that's very true. That's all. That is. Well, yeah, Joe. What do yeah. you think about breweries? Uh, <laughs> you thinking about breweries? Think about breweries, bro. Breweries, breweries. Yeah, I mean, you know, I breweries. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love libraries. I think they're great. Um, I uh, I don't go as much as I would like, but I definitely have a library card in my pocket. Mm. Um, oh. I uh, you know, like I probably I try to read. Like I have just like a to do list. Um, that I create every year, usually, you know, January or late December. And an item on that to-do list is always like, read five books this year. Sure. Well, and that, that L.A. library card's got a very 90s color scheme it's to it. It's very yeah. 90s. I was yeah, going to yeah. say, this is, is very eye-catching. The, the last time anybody decade. read anything yeah. was the 90s. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Uh, Goddamn I will candles. also say I like that it feels uh, a little multicultural, if that mm, makes any bit. sense. It does feel multicultural. And it's an inclusive library. Sorry, yeah. you go ahead and finish your thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. Libraries are great. Uh, I'll give it one star, though, because fuck Stephen. That's fair. Oh, that's by, that fair. I mean, oh. by that, I mean five. I'll give it five. You've made your, your heart clear. Uh, <laughs> Nikki. Uh, Nikki, real cool <laughs> on I the mean, libraries. What are you thinking? I'm going with uh, five woos. Woo. Woo, 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 woo. Oh, man, that's perfect. Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair, get out of here. Oh, you mean, you mean. Yeah. I mean, libraries are great. Uh, I, I'm, you've convinced me to go get my library card. Like it, oh, it is okay. real. I realized I've been here now in Los Angeles for seven years, and I don't have a library card, and that's a same and same. Yeah. yeah, same and same, same and same. I tell you, it's really easy to get it. You can do it online. So yeah, like what you can uh, you can't get the card online, but you can uh, set it up so you just walk into the library. They'll have it for you, and then you have it for forever. Uh, mm-hmm. It just works for forever, and it's, and it's free, zero dollars, because. Uh, it's paid for with our tax money and right. um going and get getting your library card probably helps society as a whole because the more people who have library cards the more that shows that there's a need for it and that's to right keep and, a library open yeah, yeah and not just getting getting the library card but going to the library more and encouraging people listen to. i'll be honest with you libraries are a little weird okay they're weird yeah i love it do but uh, it's not weird it's not weird yeah i got a question because i again i've been to one in a while do all the books still have boogers in them they do mm-hmm. oh, yeah. all yeah. of them every, every last book every last page. book covered in boogers also God. an interesting thing in los angeles and i'm sure this is elsewhere in the world of course the homeless popul- population that goes to the libraries they um it. they love it and i mean because it's great it's a great dry place to 
You're always learning. And yeah, I'm like, I'm always learning. the most educated homeless population. <laughs> uh, they're always they talking just, about Socrates to yes. you. <laughs> can I have a dollar? And can I tell you about the lectures yeah, it's of just Plato? Like, okay. It's just like, we get it. Plato's forms. It's not the It's not chairs as a thing. It's the idea of chairs. chairs. I get it. Mm. I fucking get it. Mm. What about the cave? Okay, who gives a yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. Just take a dollar. Oh, they're so well informed. <laughs> but, uh, yes, re- this reading. came off crass and awful, but I no, don't it did. It, you sound like a fucking monster, but that's I'm, okay. I'm, okay with it. I'm glad I'm okay you with went it. further than I did. But. Yeah, sometimes I just gotta commit to being a terrible person. <laughs> the point is, <laughs> is re- reading's good, and everybody in the room agrees that we should all be informed yes. and know things. Check yeah, it out. Yeah. Check I think it out. That's, that's a good job. Use Steven. it as an option. Great. Hey, thanks, guys. Good job, Stephen. Uh, well, that about wraps up our show, Nikki. Thank you so much for coming on. This Thank is really you. great. Thank you for having me. Is there anything that you want to share or plug with our listening audience, or, the entire world? Yeah, or where we can find you on social media mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm on Twitter at um, tweets at AT Toilets. Uh, <laughs> uh, tweets at Toilets. Um, uh-huh. I t- tweet a lot about pooping. So if you're into pooping, I'm in there. I know Twitter's like dying, but I like am just starting to do it more because I'm yeah. like oh, yeah? a late bloomer. Yeah. Uh, or on Instagram, <laughs> you know, Urban Nikki. I post pictures of my dog, Hank. Sweet. Did not uh, know you were on there. Big shout out to my dog, Hank. Happy birthday. Is it really his birthday? It is. Oh, I love it. He's uh, turning five. Uh, He's now older uh, than me in dog years. Oh, wow. oh no! Yeah, that's oh, weird. that's crazy. Yeah, catch up time. Yeah. Oh, they grow up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> we both have hip problems. They growl up so fast. Nice, Nick. Uh, You're really crushing it today. Hashtag Fahrenheit three sixteen. <laughs> Still not the temperature that books burn. <laughs> it's it's the it's a temperature that, a that books fact, begin though? to wrestle. Is that yeah. a fact? Like it's got to be exactly four hundred and fifty one. That's degrees. why the book's called Fahrenheit four fifty one. You know, the, te- the, the temperature science the is out on this one. I'll burn a book and we'll see what happens. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> it, I think I can get it to burn. <laughs> what book are you going to burn? Mm. <sighs> what What book do you think I should burn? <laughs> Because I want to know. Did you flip it around on Yes, me? I did. I want to know. That's fine. Because uh, I'm looking over at your books and I was going to pick one. And I'm like, what? yeah. Yeah, I was, I'd just say The Art of the Deal. <laughs> I was going to say that. That's, yeah. a, that's a great idea. Five, that's a great it. idea. Uh, yeah. uh, great. That's good. So that wraps up another episode of <laughs> You Should Love Wrestling. We did it. Yeah. Nikki Urban, thank you for coming to the show. Thank, thank you, you very much. Me. Thanks for doing it. So, uh, Stephen, before we go, oh, yeah. we've got, uh, we got a question that we always ask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that this one made some headway. So I just got to know, you know, really answer from your heart. You know, I want to I want to come soul. out ahead. Of, I want to get ahead of this question because I know it's coming. I don't hate homeless people. That's not what I'm saying. Well, good. I'm not. That's not. I know that that's a question that was coming. And yeah. I, that's just fucking not monster. Oh, I just thought of another new question. Oh, yeah. What's um, up? What is it? What is it, Nick? Do you love wrestling? Oh, I hate wrestling. God <laughs> damn it. I hate all those homeless wrestlers. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, that good night, everybody. Now, Ryan Gosling, tell everybody goodbye. Bye, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can find us at YSLW Podcast. Or if you have match suggestions or questions, shoot us an email at youshouldlovewrestling at gmail.com. Joey, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Joey Tainman. And you can listen to my other podcast, 25 Minutes of Silence, which is a podcast where guests and I sit in silence for 25 minutes, also on Boardwalk Audio. Nick, where can we find you on social media? Oh, guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Gligger, G-L-I-G-O-R. What about you, Stephen? You can find me all across the internet at Pearlstein. Be sure and like, subscribe, and give us a review on iTunes. Give us that five-star rating. Write some nice comments. Maybe we'll read them on the air. Thanks for listening to You Should Love Wrestling. Guys, we will catch you next time.
than a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.